Welcome back to Elevated Inspiration for Sunday School. Now, last week, we looked at victorious love, and this week, we're going to be looking at revealed love. Now, just a little quick catch-up. Uh, last week, his 10 brothers was allowed to go return back, but they had to do something. They had to bring Benjamin back. Remember now, they left Simeon in prison. Uh, we don't know how long it took them. If you actually read the scriptures leading up to this, you'll see that was a really struggle to bring Jen Benjamin back. Reuben stepped up, told his father, said, hey, if anything happened to Benjamin, you can kill my two sons. And then Judah actually takes responsibility uh, when they get ready to leave. Hey, everything is going to fall on me, is what Judah said. And then we've noticed here in the second paragraph, it says, Jacob's nightmare was threatened to come to true when Joseph framed Benjamin for the death. If you remember, after they come and they eat, uh, again, Joseph filled their bags up with, um, with the, the, the goods, uh, but he returned their money. He tells his steward uh, after they leave um, to go after them, and he, out, he put his chalice in the bag of Benjamin. I like the scripture because Genesis 44 and 10 um, uh, verses 9 says that if you find the chalice, in one of our bags, this is what the brothers are saying, said, any of us, he will die, and the rest of us will be your master slaves. And then the steward said, very well then, but we won't go that far. Whoever is found with the chalice will be my slave. The rest of you can go free. That's verse 10 in the 44th verse. And lo and behold, there it was in Benjamin bag. So we have um, uh, 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 Judith actually, um, when they return back to Joseph, Judith actually go through a whole confession. And that's where we are right now in the 45th chapter. In the 45th chapter. Okay, and if you notice, this is verses 1 through 8. And I want you to focus your attention on the privacy. If you notice here... What Joseph does, he can no longer control himself. He tell everyone, get out. Everyone have to leave. Now, up to this point, Joseph had been using an interpreter to communicate with his brothers. And I assume when he tells everyone to get out, he's speaking in Egyptian. He's speaking the language that his brothers did not understand. And then if you've noticed here, it says, and he wept so loudly that the Egyptian heard him and Pharaoh's household heard about it. 
So, I mean, Joseph is really crying. He's crying because of the confession that Judah have said. Now, the truth is acknowledged, and all of a sudden, Joseph began to speak the native language of his brothers. Notice here, he says, I am Joseph. And then he questioned, is my father still alive? Notice now, his brothers could not answer because they were terrified at his presence. Because the whole time, they are don't know what's going on. They recognize him as the governor. They even esteem him as high as Pharaoh. Everybody is speaking, not Joseph, his name. I want you to understand that. They are speaking his Egyptian name that Pharaoh gave them, gave him. Now, remember that name is Zephaniah Paniah. So everybody is speaking to him. When they reverence him, they are saying Zephaniah Paniah. They're not saying Joseph. They're not even using his Hebrew name. And Joseph is now speaking their language. Notice, I like this verse right here. It says, his brother is assured. Then Joseph said to his brother, come close to me. And when they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. He has run everybody out of the room. He tells his brothers, come close. Why is he saying come close? Because I believe he can prove that he is Joseph, not by the words that he's saying, I am your brother Joseph, but he shows them something that only they would know that he is their brother. And what it is, he shows them that he too is circumcised. Yep, it does not say that in the scripture, but notice he says, come closer to me. I am your brother Joseph, and I prove to you that I'm him. And circumcision, if you go back and look at Genesis, the 34th chapter, Judah actually used circumcision to slay the men of Shedom, that actually, who he accused of raping his sister, Dinah. So circumcision has been a tool to get even with someone. Here, I believe circumcision is a tool to reunite them together. And then he ends, he said, this is what your son Joseph said, God has made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down to me. Don't delay. What Joseph is saying to them is that, I have been put here in place to save you, not to destroy you, but to save your whole household because God has made me a father to Pharaoh, Lord of his entire household, ruler of all Egypt. Go tell your father, go tell my father, come now, down here. There's so much emotion that is laid up in these scripture here. It is amazing. And then come to Egypt. If you notice here, we have the five years of famine are still left. So we're in the second year of the famine. And that's the reason why I calculated that Joseph is probably about 40 years old, 41, 42 in this time frame. So he has not seen his brothers since the age of 16, or possibly 17. 
He confirmed his identity by saying, you can see for yourselves, and so my brother Benjamin, that it is really I who am speaking to you. And then he's going to tell them to convince his father that I am honored in Egypt, that I am still alive. And I like this portion here because if you notice here in verse 14 and 15, this is the reunion. And, and I must say this right here, is that what Joseph is saying that you meant this for evil, but God meant this for good. And if you notice one thing, that statement does not, is not meaning to show light of sin or to excuse the sinner, but rather to illuminate that God is able to reverse painful situation for his glory. So the question I want you to think about is, what are some ways, if any, to distinguish between what God allows versus what he causes today? And then I want you to think about this question right here. How can we ensure that God has sanctioned someone as a leader today? Or is it that even possible? How can you ensure that God has sanctioned someone as a leader today? Or is it possible? And there's some scripture that you can look at to dig a little bit deeper into that. And these two questions are the ones I want to discuss on Sunday. So, sum up everything. Joseph's action towards his brothers reminded us of Jesus' action towards us. Revealed love. Salvation is truly a gift of God's grace. It must be received as such without our place and conditions if that, if that God himself has never placed. And then I'm going to end with this thought. Don't be angry with yourself like Joseph's brothers. You need to accept forgiveness. And our thought for today is God has revealed his love to us. Are we revealing it to others? Hey, thank you. See you in Sunday school. I have listed two questions. The Zoom session is going to occur on Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. There's the meeting ID and there's the passcode. You can write those two down. Hey, I enjoy this. This is our last lesson in Genesis. We're going to move next week into a different fold, but we're still talking about love. Thank you. See you in Sunday school.